getting ready for the Cardinals and the Tennessee Titans preseason finale tomorrow for both teams from Nashville. Here to talk about it with us, he's on the uh, Titans Radio Network as a color analyst, former Cardinals head coach Dave McGinnis, our guest here on the Arizona Sports Line. Coach, how are you this morning? Mac! <laughs> What's up, guys? I'm very, very disappointed that y'all aren't here in Nash Vegas with me. I know. I'm very disappointed. I, I, I came out to practice and you know, early and, and went over there to the Cardinals field and saw everybody, and you guys weren't there, but I'm glad to be on with you this morning. Yeah, we're, we're disappointed we're not there. We had such a good time the last time we were out there, Coach. Um, well, I mean, it's hard. Hey, can I say this to both of you? I know both of you pretty well. It's hard not to have a good time in Nash Vegas. <laughs> it is true. It is. Yeah, the place is nuts, man. I don't think I was quite ready for what Nash Vegas has become over the years, but yeah, it's it lives up to your nickname, Mac. <laughs> I mean, so Mac, is, check this it, out. It, 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 so it's check 25-7 the, down there on Broadway. 25-7. I warned all the guys, you know, before before practice. I said, you know, enjoy this. But uh, I know that they're working out over at Vanderbilt, too. It's not very far. But it's just right. You just got to get right on the highway and go right down Broadway. I said, be careful of Broadway. <laughs> Coach, uh, the, uh, the joint practices that went on, we're seeing a trend now. A lot of teams getting into it. And it seemed like it was mutually beneficial for both the Cardinals and the Titans. Titans, did you walk away with that same feeling? Yeah, I mean, you know, and, and the Titans have had a, have had a nice, uh, you know, preseason because they've had two teams coming here, quality teams with quality work. The two the two days that we worked against Tampa Bay were two very physical days, you know, prior to that preseason game. And then, you know, we only worked against the Cardinals once, and then it was a it was mainly a one on one, a seven on seven, and then you know, a couple of two minute periods. They didn't have they they went on separate fields when they did they did team they did team. You know, against uh, you know the Titans versus Titans and Cardinals versus Cardinals, but it was good. I mean, and guys, you see people in the league now doing this more and more. You've got three preseason games, and you know, as a as a, a lifelong coach in this league, I always enjoyed you know the the joint practices because you can you can you can script those and you can uh, put scenarios together that you want to see happen. You can't control a preseason game. I mean, at, at all. You know, right. the scenarios come up in the flow of a game, but working against, especially. If you've got a staff that you can work with, which you know the, the Titans have had two really good staffs to, to work with to put these things together. It's very beneficial. One of the things that's been interesting about this training camp under Cliff Kingsbury is is they just really aren't playing any of the starters in any of these games. And I was going to ask you, what are your thoughts on that? Do football players need something? Do they need some live reps before a season, or is or is the whole thing kind of overblown? Well, I think I think what you need, and here's the thing, uh, Vic, that's so much different than when I first started this 37 seasons ago in the National Football League. That is different, you know. You you know, players are working out all year now. That's number one to begin with, and number two, you know, before there was free agency and before there was a salary cap, you didn't flip your roster at all. Okay, so you had the same guys all the time. Now, when you flip your roster, 30 percent of the, the the time every off season, you got to give these these new guys a look. You got to see who they are. And now that you cut it down to three preseason games, that's why you are seeing the preponderance of these joint practices. Now you got to give your young guys some reps to look at. And he, and here's the other thing. And we all we all know what injuries are, but but nowadays, you know, the injury factor is is so critical. You know, especially with your starters. And again, you know, if you've got you know for your quarterbacks and for your 
guys that you've got a lot of money in. you got somebody out there. If you have a starter out there and somebody else has a second or a third line guy out there that you cannot control during the preseason game and they, they fall into their legs or they're athletically not as, as in tune as your, as your starters would be, I mean, it, it's just a chance that you know, some people don't want to take. And all, all the head coaches in the league you know, have different philosophies on it. And so to me, I think it's an individual philosophy, not only with a team, but also with your individual players. You know, like, uh, you know, Derrick Henry has started to get a lot of teamwork here, but they're not going to expose Derrick Henry mm-hmm. out there as to where somebody that's, you know, maybe slapping at his ankles or, or trying to hit. I mean, mm-hmm. you see any kind yeah. of injury that you read about or hear about now in the preseason, you just, you just, you know, put your hand in your face and go, wow. Now, I mean, that's devastating. Yeah, it is. Dave McGinnis, our guest here on the Arizona Sports Line. When I look at the Titans depth chart coach, I, 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 I look at the defense and I really like what I see. 12 win team from last year. I think the questions I have about Tennessee are on the offensive side. Namely, they they traded A.J. Brown on draft night. Great receiver. How equipped are they to overcome the the loss of A.J. Brown on that offense in your mind? Well, we'll see. I mean, we'll see. As I said, this is a a different team. Uh, You know, the thing about it is, about this this team last year, and of course last year's gone, but they were able to win 12 games going through 91 players during the regular season. I mean, that's unprecedented. You know, it really is. And so they've got... They've got a, you know a good system in place here to be able to bring guys in, to be able to coach them up, train them up, and then put them specifically in, in game situations where they can succeed. and And, and they proved they proved that last year. And so offensively, you know, AJ Brown was a, was a huge contributor. But you know, you, this is where I say when you start balancing the salary cap and you you start allocating assets, and receivers are starting to get more and more money, yeah. which is fine. I'm, I'm not for I'm for everybody getting as much money as they can, but the percentage of your caps sometimes with where you are as a, as a team just won't allow some of those things. And so I think that, that they're in, in, in decent shape. We'll find out. I mean, the, you know, they've been developing these receivers throughout this whole whole process. You know, Robert Woods was a, was a big free agent get. He's, a, he's healed from that, uh, you know, that ACL. He hasn't had a brace on, you know, all of camp. And so when you start looking at it, but really, guys, I could sit here and tell you, yeah, this looks good. This doesn't look so good. But until they really start playing for real, I mean, I yeah. would just be yeah. saying words that don't mean much. <laughs> I do it all the time, Mac. We, we do it for four hours a day. <laughs> That's right. Um, I don't know if how much you uh, heard about or followed some of the Kyler Murray contract drama. If you did, I'm curious what you might think about it. And, and maybe in a bigger light, what do you think about his potential as a franchise quarterback? Well, I mean, I think he's got all the skill set, especially for that offense that you would want. I mean, you've got a guy that's got, you know, exceptional mobility. You've got a guy that's got an exceptional arm. I mean, you know, he tore the Titans up last year in that opener. His off-schedule plays, every off-schedule play he made last year in the opener here was devastating. You know, they, they couldn't track him down, and then he was able to, to, to move around enough. And plus, I mean, he's got the, he's got that, that uh, Major League Baseball shortstop arm that he can make a throw off of any platform. So, you know, if you're running that type of an offense, I think he's I think he's ideal. I like what I saw, you know, of him out here. I mean, he can spin that thing, and so you know, to me, you know, franchise quarterback is 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 a is a is a nomenclature that fits what you're doing. Some guys are franchise quarterbacks because they fit what the franchise is doing. I think he fits what they're doing offensively. Interesting. All right, now how about all the balance of power shifting over to the AFC? A big difference from last year, in my opinion. 
Well, I mean, you talk about balance of power. We will find out. We will see. I mean, I know that you know you've got a you've got some some quarterbacks that are in the AFC, especially in that you know just check the AFC West who they've got you know under center, and uh, you think that they will probably be pretty good teams. Titans are going to play most of them, so we will find out. But yeah. you know, all of this all of this uh, prognostication, I'm really not smart enough to figure out here that we sit here at the end of August as to who's going to be really good. You know, in November and December, that's for that's for gurus to figure out. I'm just I'm just a coach that talks on the radio, you know, and I, I can't figure all of that stuff out. But there, there, there are some good teams in the AFC right now that are pretty balanced offensively and defensively. Big Dave McGinnis, our guest here on the Arizona Sports Line. Before we let you go, we know you got experience uh, coaching Aaron Donald once upon a time, and he made news. No, no, hey, hey, no, 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 you don't even have to go any further. Don't, don't fight him. I'm telling you, don't fight him. Don't fight him. But, Don't fight him. I no. mean that that would be that would be. I mean I was involved in in the drafting of him when he was there, and from the first time he showed up, I mean veterans when he was a rookie, they would say, "Don't mess with this guy." You know, don't don't fight him. And especially <laughs> now that he's you know he, he's he's that dude. I mean you kind of got to understand you know when you walk when you walk into the cage who you're in there with. Don't right. fight him. Right. Uh, as fate would have it, Mac, we talked to Mike Dragon today, and he. <laughs> Told me you've you've got an amazing story story of pulling of Aaron Donald pulling the face mask off a, off a guy's helmet. Well, I was on the same team. That was his rookie year, and, and you know the offensive center made a real bad mistake. He was playing the three technique. They're running outside zone. Now we're talking real ball here, and he cut him. He cut Aaron Donald from behind, and Aaron Donald jumped up and, and took a offense to that immediately. You know, as a rookie, and then as they started to fight, he grabbed his face mask and about one or two yanks. He's got his face mask in his hand, oh and the screws are flying out. You got to do the man without a face mask. So don't fight him. <laughs> <laughs> that is the best. Words to live by right there. Don't fight Aaron Donald. Uh, yeah, coach, don't fight him. coach, thanks so much for the time. Always great to talk to you. We appreciate it.